How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. This is the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You heard the fancy voice man say it. Now you heard me say it. And I'm coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. Oh, congratulations. The Dodgers just won a baseball game. The Dodgers, they beat the Padres. The final score, 5 to three the Dodgers now lead the National League Division Series matchup against these Padres one to nothing good for them Dodgers trying to go out there and just you know win another World Series like it's nothing maybe they'll run into those I don't know defending champion Atlanta Braves when the Braves lost today they tried to come back they lose seven to six thinking about some other winners the New York Yankees, they were able to go out there and, and take game one in the Bronx against the Cleveland Guardians. And then also, the Astros able to bounce back a walk-off. You can thank Alvarez. Astros beat the Mariners 8-7. to So the divisional round is underway in Major League Baseball. Uh, the NHL season is underway. They've started up. You know, Shep mentioned this. It's, it's a beautiful time in the sports world. The NFL is in full swing. College football is in full swing. What more do you want? If you want an excuse, oh, this is a poor example. Man, that's a poor, I can't, I can't say that about Tom Brady. I was going to say, if you want to just be stuck in front of the television and run away from your family, then just turn on the TV, just watch sports all day, all night. But anyway... We talked about Tom Brady earlier on in the show because Tom Brady says that the quality of the NFL, the play is declined and it's turning into more of a skills competition, which I agree. Tom Brady also says that it's a misnomer that, you know, he's the poster boy for roughing, uh, roughing of the passer, because that typically happens for quarterbacks who get outside the pocket, something that he doesn't do. We also understand that the calls, all these roughing the passer penalties, they're bogus, they're garbage. The NFL needs to do a better job. We talked about Devontae Adams earlier on in the show. Uh, He shoved the cameraman down. I said that I believe that Devontae Adams should be suspended 
we definitely know that he'll be fine. I think it sets a, a, a terrible, terrible, terrible precedent. It is just bad optics to see a player just go out there and shove a cameraman. There were a lot of conversations, a lot of thoughts. I had people calling me saying it was the camera guy's fault, the photographer's fault, and it, that's just mind-boggling to me. Oh, he asked to be shoved to the ground? the other end of things, the cameraman decided to file a police report today. He said that he was assaulted. He had to go to the hospital. And, hey, could be a cash grab. Uh, The guy could legitimately be hurt. We have no idea. At the end of the day, it is very, very simple. Regardless of whether you think uh, Devontae should be fined, suspended, he did apologize, God bless him, twice, what he did was wrong. This guy who got shoved to the ground, he did not do a damn thing wrong at all. Simple as that. Okay. As we continued on, we talked about Ron Rivera. The Ron Rivera who says uh, the reason why his team sucks is Carson Wentz. And then he says, oh, well, I misspoke. Oh, yeah. We know there are other reasons that the Washington commanders suck, by the way. The guy who filed the police report in Santa Clara getting knocked out by Bobby Wagner, that guy claims that he got a concussion. It's just a bad day for people on the field. People who don't play football unless you're the Raiders. It's just a bad day for you every day. And then right before we went to break, I gave you an update on Draymond Green. Minutes ago, minutes ago, Steve Kerr spoke to the media And we know Draymond Green, he apologized for punching Jordan Poole. Uh, Draymond Green talked about the implications that this would potentially have on Jordan Poole and his family, the team, etc. And over the weekend, Draymond Green said he'd be going away for a few days. Well, Shams just reported and told us that Draymond will return to team activities on Thursday. Steve Kerr, this is what he said. Listen. He is going to come back to practice on Thursday. He's been fined. He will not be suspended. I expect him to play Friday in our last preseason game and, and on opening night. Um, we have spent the last week in deep discussions with all of our key figures in the organization, including Jordan and, and Draymond, of course, um, staff, all of our, our players, Bob, myself. And I can tell you there have been uh, a lot of conversations, individual, one-on-one discussions, um, Players only discussions, everything that you can think of, all the different combinations that are possible in a, to have in a conversation. We've we've had them. It's been an exhaustive uh, process. Um, we feel like we have a great feel for our team. You know, we've got uh, a lot of continuity on this team, so Bob and I know our players extremely well. We feel like this is the best way, after assessing everything, for us to move forward. Um, never easy. No matter what decision you make in a situation like this, it's not going to be perfect. Uh, this is the biggest crisis that we've ever had um, since I've been coach here. It's really serious stuff. We're not perfect. You know, our team isn't perfect. Bob and I have definitely made our share of mistakes over the years, uh, but we're going to lean on the experience that we have together in the last nine years um, and trust that this is the best decision for our team. We have a lot of work to do, all of us. Uh, players, coaches, uh, Bob in the front office, 
but we're committed to doing that work together and uh, to making this a really successful season. Yeah, I I said that last week. They were not going to try and rock the boat. A professional sports franchise in a general sense, I don't care what the team is or or where you're at or what you do, you just want to minimize distractions. This was a big enough and large enough issue. If the Golden State Warriors would have suspended Draymond Green, and they could have been justified. They would have been justified if they did so. I wouldn't have blinked. I'd have been like, okay, they suspend him for a game or two games. Man, they would have dragged that out. They would have made it worse from an organizational standpoint. You just heard what Steve Kerr said. They had to weigh every element of this decision. If we suspend him, well, now everybody has to answer questions about it. This it gets dragged out. The decision that they came down to was, this is not going to hurt the team. Is it going to hurt Jordan Poole's feelings? Maybe, maybe not. Is this going to affect the team? Not enough for us to give a damn right now. They want to move forward. That's what they're doing. And by the way, when the Golden State Warriors go out and just win 10 consecutive games to start the season, no one will care. And there'll be another controversy for people to worry about. Maybe Ben Simmons will quit on the Brooklyn Nets. Who knows? Maybe James Harden will find Twinkies again. Who knows? There'll be another story. This one will go away. And the Warriors did. I'm not shocked. They did something that would minimize what has already been a distraction. And they're going to roll on. It's simple as that. Also, speaking of rolling on, Draymond Green's mom, prior to this message that we just heard from Steve Kerr, she put in her two cents. Yesterday, she tweeted in regards to this, that wasn't a sucker punch. Draymond didn't Lee, or excuse me, Dre didn't aggressively go to pool his hands were down man to man you go over to talk to ask what's up what you say he got shoved and reacted end of story okay not a lot of clarity there i think i get what she's saying but i don't agree draymond didn't aggressively go to pool did i miss something he got in the guy's face he walked over from one side of the court and went under the hoop and he got in his face. That looks aggressive to me. What, Draymond's? Is she referring to Draymond's hands being down? What, until he pushed him, he was over the guy all up in his face? That's aggressive. He just went over to talk, not in his face, and yeah, these things happen. He shouldn't have been in his face. He wouldn't have got shoved. Shep, I guess tonight is just Let's all make excuses, right? Is this what this boils down to? It's just a bad look for, honestly, it's a bad look for the Green family. Let's be real about that. Like, no disrespect to the mother. I know she's done a wonderful job in raising Draymond, who has so many wonderful attributes about him. But in this specific regard, the apple does not fall far from the tree. My God. Aggressiveness, right? Well, she, by the way, she deleted her Twitter account. She She deactivated (laughs) it. And she told everybody she this is this is the irony of, of social media. And this is why I find it hilarious 
this is why I there's there's things that I respond to and a lot of things that I just I just find absolutely comical. She says, enjoy Twitter. I'll just leave the chirping for the birds and let them tweet. I'm going to deactivate this app so no one can say what I think or believe. I hope it can work itself out for the betterment of the dubs. Have a great day, Twitter Nation. Retweet this. I hope everything can be fixed for the Warriors. Everyone has an opinion. Teammates have disagreements and sometimes fights. If we let it go, it can mend signing off family business. Just me personally, I have used social media to, for business purposes, for money. I've used social media to build up JR Sport Brief, and boom, here I am on the radio, TV. That's what I've done it for. I'm not going, you're not going to catch me out here arguing with anybody. I could care less. It's, it's hilarious to me when people go online and just, just spew and go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And every now and then I'll go back and forth and I'm, I'm entertaining myself. I find it hilarious because for the life of me, I can't understand why everybody wants to have an opinion if you're not getting paid for it. That's just me. I get paid to voice my opinion. Maybe my perspective is different. But in the case of Draymond's mom, like, what, what are you doing? Like, what, why is everybody having an excuse for bad behavior? We know teammates fight. We know athletes fight. Brothers fight. Teammates fight. Families fight. Friends fight. People disagree. That, that's just what it is. Draymond was in the wrong in this instance. Yeah, we know teammates fight, but he was in the wrong. You know, for his mom to come on board and just, I don't want to say pile on, but to now defend her son, of course, it's a mom's job. Moms are going to defend their, their kids. It's just what it is. But Draymond is a grown man. And now she deleted her account or deactivated it, as she should. That was just... That was just a terrible point to make. Leave well enough alone. Why are you coming on after Draymond sat in front of the media? Shep, we have that, right? Where Draymond sat in front of the media himself and talked about the families and stuff? Oh, we do, sir. Yeah, Draymond sat in front of the media, and out of his own mouth he said, oh, my God, I can't imagine. It's embarrassing to to pool and his family— just listen to what Draymond said over the weekend. His mother, his father saw that video. And quite frankly, if, if my mother saw that video, I know how my mother would feel. I know what her next react, I know what her reaction would be, and I know what her next step would be. And so for that, I apologize to his mother and his father. And that's it. After that, this not Draymond's mom. Why are you even saying anything? And sure, everybody is entitled to have an opinion, and this is what people do. They share them on Twitter and Facebook. There's somebody right now listening to me, arguing with somebody on Facebook. They they do. There's somebody listening to me right now at work. They're just scrolling through Twitter and Instagram, arguing with a stranger for what? It's like there's a need. We're, we're so programmed to have to share their opinion. And at this point, with Draymond, the situation was done. 
And so I don't know if his mom deleted or deactivated her account on her own or whether she was told, hey, just mom, just just pipe down. Even Draymond Green, when asked, hey, man, why didn't you just make a podcast about this like you always do? Oh, I want to be held accountable. I wanted to be able to have this conversation with you in public and not in front of a a computer screen while I record my podcast. I got to give him credit for that. But I mean, damn. Tonight is just, it's somebody else's fault night. We talked about Devontae Adams. Had people telling me, oh, it it was the photographer's fault. What? How? We talked about Ron Rivera. He screwed up, and at least he said sorry. Oh, yeah, by the way, if you didn't hear Brett Favre, he finally uh, put out a statement. Brett Favre said, uh, oh, yeah, guys, I I didn't know where the money came from, and I'm just being smeared right now. Okay, Brett Favre, it took you a while to come out and say something. Draymond Green's mom is just like, oh, it's not my son's fault. What is this? Just everybody passes the buck? Nobody takes responsibility for bad behavior? At least Devontae Adams, we got people calling and telling me it was the photographer's fault. Then why did Devontae apologize? Twice. Why did he come across sincere in his apology? Why haven't we ever heard a bad word, but it's the photographer's fault? Why is he going to be punished? Because it's the photographer's fault? Everybody has an excuse. Draymond will be back. The Warriors will be fine until Draymond does something else to tick somebody off. And despite all of that, who knows? They'll win a bunch of games or maybe he'll cost them a game in the finals again. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Lewis calling from Rochester. You're on the JR Sport Reshow. What's up, Lou? Hi, JR. I, I think that Tom Brady is a bit disingenuous. He'd be the last guy to welcome tackling. Him saying that the NFL has become now some sort of skills competition is totally hypocritical because he's done nothing but pander for uh, roughing the passer penalties out throughout his career. And he's received a multitude of them, including the last one the other day, because it resembled Unfortunately, the the Cincy throw of Tua. But he's begun his broadcast career. That's all it is. It's drivel. Well, I'm not going to disagree with what Tom Brady said because it was accurate. Uh, I don't know if I want to, quote, unquote, shoot the messenger because it is his job, and this is any quarterback's job. They're going to lobby for calls. That's that's. That, that's accurate. Why should it be any different because Tom Brady was telling the truth? There's a difference between what takes place in between the lines during the course of the game, and I would say there's no one more qualified to talk about the changes in the game than the league's longest tenured player. Wow. I, I, I disagree. I think it's um, disingenuous on this part. Okay, that's uh, you're entitled to your opinion. Thank you, Lou, for calling from Rochester. Yeah, when when you're playing the game, you're trying to win it. 
That's it. I'm not going to excuse Tom Brady. He was kicking at Grady Jarrett the other day. That ain't fair. That's not cool. Why wouldn't a quarterback say, hey, this guy hit me, throw the flag? He can't do that And on a couple of days later. Tom Brady's actually been saying this for as long as I can remember. I believe he first said, talked about the quality of play for about a year. He's at the end of his career. He's opened up about this. It's not the first time he's he's mentioned this. I'm not going to say it's disingenuous. He's telling the truth. But while he's out there playing, why wouldn't he? He's trying to win the game. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to get to more of your calls. And speaking of just winning a game, winning a game, Steve Nash mentioned Ben Simmons. I'm going to tell you what Steve had to say about Ben, and it includes patience. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. More of your calls when we come back. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. What you have, you can't even put a price on it, is you have a platform and you always handle your platform with responsibility. And for that, I look up to you and I respect you and I appreciate you. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. That's right, it's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, let me tell you about this first. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces DOD, veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. You can learn more at NavyFederal.org. You know what? Let's show some love to this guy. He's a defender. He plays for the Cowboys. He scored only his second touchdown in his nine-year NFL career. It's Demarcus Lawrence. This man helped pretty much open up the game. The Dallas Cowboys against the Los Angeles Rams. This man, he ended up with a football at his feet. Went out there, scored a touchdown. He couldn't even believe it himself. I'm going to call him the defensive player of the week just because. And by the way, the Dallas Cowboys here, they're 4-1. and one. Giants are 4-1. and one. Eagles are 5-0. and And we got to watch 1-4 uh, and four Washington uh, play the Bears on Thursday night football. Prepare yourselves. Speaking of preparing yourselves, we're still in the preseason for the NBA. Ben Simmons is already in a, uh, let's just say, he's not performing up to task just in their limited amount of time. So much so that Steve Nash is already having to pretty much defend him. Steve Nash says, we're going to be patient with Ben. He's an incredibly talented and unique player, but he's not going to be at his best in the short term. And he's just got to continue to slog through this period of returning to play and getting his confidence, timing and rhythm back. No shock or surprise there for a guy who hasn't played in more than a year. 
Last time we saw Ben Simmons on the basketball court, uh, he was afraid to take a layup. And so we have seen video of Ben Simmons go, go viral just over the past week. There was an intended just shot that hit Kyrie Irving in the face, rebound, or not the rebound, the ball caromed off the hoop and hit Kyrie in the face. And there was another shot of Ben Simmons at the open practice that the Brooklyn Nets had outside in, in, in Brooklyn Pier, Brooklyn Borough Park. And he took a shot and it hit absolutely nothing, and that went viral. Ben Simmons has already been booed by the home fans after missing two free throws. This man hasn't taken a shot really away from the basket. He has eight turnovers to nine assists. And yes, it's preseason. But damn, he's also coming off of a back surgery. He's been ridiculed relentlessly by everybody. A good portion of that is his own doing. On his exit out of Philadelphia and how it was handled, Ben Simmons has taken some responsibility. But then, of course, he lays some at the feet of the Sixers as well. I'm sure if you asked him to to weigh it out, he probably blamed them completely or more than he should. Matter of fact, a couple of weeks ago, this man decided to sit down with his old former teammate, J.J. Redick, on the Old Man in the Three podcast. And this is what Ben Simmons had to say about outside criticism. But I also know it comes with, like, who I am. Yeah. So I'm I'm comfortable with people saying what they want. Majority of the time, like, unless they're really wrong, um, then it's a little... And some people are just... They're just d***heads, like, will say it just to try to put me... Or bring me down, which is... That just shows more of, you know, who they are, which is fine. Because I'm keeping tabs on everybody and what's being said oh okay it doesn't seem like he's he doesn't care it seems like everything is in his head i mean a a part of his exit from the sixers he talked about you know his, his mental health issues and i don't know he was fun to watch he was a lot of fun to watch he is a unique player six foot ten a point guard go right to the basket get everybody involved We know he didn't shoot the ball. He's more of a slasher. He ain't shooting. The most shots we've seen him put up is typically in the offseason in these Instagram videos. He has to go out there and just play. Damn it, Kevin Durant was asked about Ben Simmons during practice, after practice. Kevin Durant came out of his mouth and said, I'm not his babysitter. I'm not Ben Simmons' babysitter. I'm like, damn. And he's right, he's not. He said, Ben Simmons knows what he needs to do, and we're all here to support him, but I'm not his babysitter. Wow. Brooklyn Nets are going to be interesting to watch. Who's Kevin Durant's babysitter? Does he have one? Should have one. He can afford one. Afford a lot of babysitters, but he's the biggest baby sometimes we have in the NBA, speaking of which. Yeah, nobody taking care of him, though. It's it's, it's funny, and it's not funny, but... It is so wild. He he doesn't want, and, and it's, it's fine. It's not for everybody. But for someone with so much talent, it has become so clear over these latter years of his career, he has zero interest in being a leader, none. He just wants to show up and play ball like he's the 
I don't know, the fourth guy, fifth guy on the team. Like, if he wanted to be a leader, I wonder how his career would have changed. But he is who he is. But hearing comments like that, I'm not his babysitter. It's just like, well, damn. Makes you put it into a different perspective already. Well, you decided to join the team that beat you. And then you wanted to leave. And then they still had success after you were gone. And then they did have more success here, you know, obviously by winning a championship after everybody came back from injury. You wanted to quit on the team. Soft. Yeah, he's soft. One of the greatest basketball players of all time. A leader, at least from a verbal perspective, a camaraderie perspective, he is not. He literally just wants to show up and play basketball, and God bless him. That's that's not the top of the heap from a competition standpoint, and that's disappointing. He doesn't need to be Ben Simmons' babysitter. He's right, but I mean, damn. Tell us how you really feel about Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons probably crying in his own milk somewhere right now. It's terrible. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey man, thank you for having me, man. Enjoy your show, man. I've been I've been tuned in for about a month, man. I've been locked in, so I appreciate your work, man. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. And I appreciate you. It's real simple. Before we get ready to roll out, I'm gonna take more of your calls. It's been an eventful night. We've talked Devontae Adams. We've talked about Josh McDaniels and his decision to go for two. We talked about Bobby Wagner, that guy who Bobby Wagner hit says he suffered a concussion. We talked about roughing the passer. I mentioned Brett Favre. We didn't go deep into it. Brett Favre is like, listen, guys, I didn't do anything wrong. Time will tell. Talked about Ron Rivera screwing up. I just told you about Steve Nash. He's telling everybody to have patience with Ben Simmons, who hasn't played basketball in more than a year. And then uh, we actually just heard from Steve Kerr. He spoke to the media tonight, and he said that Draymond Green is not going to face a suspension. Uh, He will be fine, or he has been fine, and that he will return to the Golden State Warriors on Thursday. So it's been a busy night. As we roll out, I'm going to take some of your calls, and I'll be back with you tomorrow, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. Also, as we know, Wednesday night into Thursday morning, I always bring you a new top six list. We know we're finally into the divisional round of the Major League Baseball playoffs, and so we're going to look at some individual players who have the most to prove. This is the best time of the year for baseball. Who has the most to prove? We'll talk about it tomorrow but let's get to some of your calls now before i have to roll out 855-212-4cbs chris he's calling from jacksonville what's up chris 
JR, I got to say first, I agree with you what you said earlier that uh, mid to late October is the best time for sports, whether it's preseason basketball, regular season football, or postseason baseball. It's all great. Sure. Yeah, now, so I wanted to talk about uh, my uh, Jags and Trevor Lawrence. I, I can't believe this, I'm saying this, but uh, there are fans, or quote-unquote Jags fans, who are legitimately calling him Trevor Lawrence a bust after 22 games. Now, imagine if the Buffalo Bills fans did that with Josh Allen when he was a rookie. And keep in mind, Josh Allen didn't inherit a disaster, which, right. you know, when you're drafted high up, that's what tends to happen. I mean, that's what's happened with Troy Aikman and John Elway, for example. But this was a different disaster. It wasn't just like the team was just bad. He had to overcome a completely incompetent. Yes. And it's like no rookie quarterback has ever been in a position where when the head coach walks into the meeting room, the rookie quarterback is still the most mature guy in the room. And that's just off the field with, you know, the co-eds or whatever, and then kicking a player. And then on the field, I was watching that offense at, when Trevor Lawrence was a rookie, and I couldn't make heads or tails of it. It was like, you know, there was a phone app where you could download and then vote on which play you wanted to see next, the majority well, won. anyone who's calling Trevor Lawrence a bust is just they're, – they're, they're lost. They're lost. This, this, for all intent and purposes, is a progression season for him. And and how he looked last year versus what he looks like right now, I don't want to call it night and day, but he, he has progressed. And and his development last year unfortunately was stunted in a disaster scenario. It was it was awful that Urban Meyer had this job and now you move ahead to Doug Peterson, who not only has experience uh, coaching a team, not only does he have championship experience, he also played the position. And so I think I think Trevor Lawrence is in a, a good spot to, to move forward and succeed with Doug Peterson. I know that things aren't necessarily moving the full direction of what you wanted. But to start the season off so far, the team did look competitive. I think they all collectively laid an egg a couple of days ago against Houston. But this is better than what they did last year, which has looked like garbage. So anyone who's worried about Trevor Lawrence, I got to tell you, Chris, just ignore him. Like, people got to find something to complain about, right? That's how it goes. Mark is calling from Cali. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Mark? What's going on, JR? Um, What's up? But, man, did you uh, you watch a little of that Yankee game today? I did. Garrett Cole, he, he only gave up a home run. And the Yankees, they got a little bit of help from, uh, you know, folks that they wouldn't necessarily expect to. So it's good that they right. got a victory out the way not judge every single every single uh game which is good you know you see Rizzo starting to hit um that Donaldson uh home run that was a single was really really yeah I mean he I mean it's so funny because he's a voice of not running out but then he doesn't even run the second base on a play he's looking at the right fielder it's like and then he even hits the first base in his hand like I just hit a home run but he gets thrown out. And then it's super funny because Oscar, Oscar Gonzalez, to me, is the ugliest dude on the planet. I mean, this dude is like, holy moly. And uh, he was taunting Yankee fans and like, oh, my gosh, blah, blah, blah. And the very next inning, he gives up a huge error. goes right through his legs. So, you know, hats off to him. What a great player. Uh, and this whole Cleveland fan, there's a lot of drama going on in terms of, like, Miles Straw and stuff and all that stuff. So um, everything that's being said on Twitter it's kind of just like really dumb. Um, everyone's saying that Cleveland in five, you know, 
Yanks are going to lose. Well, yeah, the thing is, well, that's what right. that's what fans do. They talk trash, and 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 we know about the incident that happened earlier on in the season. Right. Uh, you know, right. fans are throwing batteries and all types of trash and crap. Well, uh, the Yankees, it would be a massive disappointment if they don't they don't win this series. I favor them to go ahead and and take care of the Guardians. Uh, they have they have more offense. A lot of times, the Yankees' offense can look real hit or miss, uh, all or nothing. Uh, I think they're better positioned that way than Cleveland. We'll see what happens. Right. Right. I mean, Cleveland doesn't really score a lot of runs. You only saw they scored three in those two games. But the thing about the Yankees is they're going to chip away the whole game and score three, four runs, just kind of like how they did today. So I think it's, it's going to be a done deal. But uh, my last point I wanted to make as well is last week in London, um, I, I did not see the New York football Giants uh, winning that game. Oh. I thought we'd crash back down to earth. 17-3, we came back. So, they are. If we beat oh, Lamar Jackson this week and we go five and one, are we for real? Is, is this no is this a contender man. in the NFC now? No, no, a contender to do what? Well, look at the next four games after we play the Texans. We play the so Jets. no, no, no. Help me out here. Yeah. I, 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 we, I can look at the schedule. The New York Giants, a contender to do what? Like just go to a the playoffs? To go. Or? I would say a contender. I wouldn't necessarily say a Super Bowl contender. Oh, my because God. Because that's definitely – the NFC is very weak oh um, this year. So, I, well, Mark, I see playoffs. And that's all I'm I gonna, I'm going to tell you what I think about the New York Giants. Can they, can they fall into the playoffs? Yes. Yes, they can. I would not be shocked or surprised if at some point in time – and they, they have a weak schedule. The NFC East is just – they're playing crap teams this year anyway. So can they fall into the playoffs? Yes. You know, I, I, I tweeted this out a couple of days ago. You have to give the New York Giants credit for how they've been able to play up until now with a rookie head Is coach. Is he coach of the year right now? Is he coach of the year? I, I would say so, Mark. Yes, I would. But here's my point. You have a rookie head coach. You have a, a, a quarterback who is in the last year of his deal. He's not throwing the ball. He's hurt. Uh, he's third in rushing, though. Saquon Barkley has a, a resurgence. Uh, they have no wide receivers because they either, A, all hurt, or, B, they're right. on the outs of the team. I don't care what the Giants' record looks like at the end of the year. I don't care how they finish the season. This is still a rebuilding spot for them. Best-case scenario, if they should choose, they can go out there and franchise tag Daniel Jones. But let's be real, man. He's, he's not just – he's not delivering – the, the ball as like a superstar QB. But at the same time, to, to, to give him some love, who the hell is he throwing the ball to? He doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to. So I'll tell you this. Enjoy the New York Giants for what they are right now. They're having success. They're moving in an upward direction. But I wouldn't be overly optimistic as to where they can totally end up. Still nowhere. They still got building to do. But it's a beautiful scenario that they're in right now. Absolutely beautiful. Rich is calling from Chicago. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR. Uh, all right. I, uh, I got to say this before I get into what I want to talk about. And I'll, I'll, I'll be brief. Well, on we, that have, we, we, got a, we only got a few seconds. So whatever you want to talk about, you have to hit it right now. All right. Well, then I will cut to the chase here. Uh, I was talking about Devontae Adams. And let me tell you what my solution is. I'm kind of focused on. And you're very fair about this, and I don't think anybody deserves any criticism uh, as you have gotten. It's ridiculous. But anyway, 
I think the answer to doing this, because he does not have a history, as you pointed out, and I, I know that as well, I think they ought to fine him, not suspend him. And since I'm an ex-corporate sponsor of Special Olympics, how about fining him a million dollars for Special Olympics and let it go and let him keep playing? Wow. I mean, you know, that, I think he— I- I would, I would I, like to, I would personally like the donation to come in from anybody, but I, I hear you. Okay, Rich, thank you for calling from Chicago. I, listen, I, I'll take anybody who wants to donate to Special Olympics. That's just me. Garrett is calling from Charlotte. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Jr. Um, hey, I think uh, the NFL is trying to uh, prevent the inevitable. As far as QBs getting injured, um, I think uh, they need to find the sweet spot of, as far as uh, rule changing goes. Um, I think they're uh, teetering a fine line from really messing up the game because uh, a lot of people do like momentum swings, and they're they're taking those away when you know sacks don't really come don't really come uh, frequently. Uh, yeah. But other than that. Other than that, I really ain't got nothing, man. I really appreciate I really appreciate uh, taking my call. No doubt, Garrett. Thank you for calling from Charlotte. Yeah, they do walk a fine line. And the the rules committee, which is consistent of, of, of owners, really, they're going to have conversations next week about this, this roughing the passer penalty because on one hand, the owners are paying these guys like $40 million, 40 to $50 million now for a top quarterback. You don't want this guy busted up. On the other hand, you want to maintain the integrity of the game. And when I say maintain the integrity of the game, you don't want the quarterback out there, you know, floating on a cloud while everybody else has to suffer. Okay, so it's a fine line to walk. They're going to do what is is in the best interest of the viewers, eyeballs. That's it. The integrity of the game. But please believe it. Over the next several decades, as it's already kind of taken place, the game will always change over time. It's going to look different next decade, in two decades, in 30 years from now. That's just how it is. You've been listening to the JR Sport Brief Show right here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I'm going to return tomorrow, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. Thank you oh so much to super producer and host Dave Shepard, and thank you to everybody listening all over North America. If you missed a minute, you can hit rewind on the free Odyssey app. But here, do this. It's simple. Don't go anywhere. You want to know why? Because Amy Lawrence, she's coming up next. Hey, Shep, thank you so much. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress 
Pinterest brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.